0: Praise God for our church family here. Let's give yourself a hand clap of praise. Amen. 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 And also we uh, like to give our online community a hand clap of praise as well. Amen. 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 We apologize last week. We were not able to, to go live. We had technical uh, problems on last week. But thanks be to the Lord. This week, this week, we were able to, to go live, and, and we prayed that it would go completely through. Uh, I think it's a word that <clears throat> the Lord intends or intend for us to hear this morning. Uh, I, always seek, I always seek direction and guidance. I want to hear it somewhere so that the Lord will let me know I'm on the right pathway. And ironically, I heard it twice. And I said, God, I, I thank you because I like, I like confirmation, not that I doubt God, But the fact that I I want to make sure that which is being delivered, that God has placed, I've heard the Lord correctly. Let me put it that way, that I've heard the Lord correctly. So the first thing we want to understand is this. We want to talk about how to navigate through the storms of life. Navigating through the storms of life. At first, I, I had reservations. I said, Lord, people talk about storms all the time. And then uh, uh, after my confirmation, my first confirmation came, I said, okay, God. But then I still kind <clears> of <throat> was kind of uh, at a point of uh, a residual, wanted to kind of hold back. And, and then I said, Lord, are you, am I sure I'm hearing you? And then I heard it for the thir- the second time around <laughs> yesterday. And I said, okay, God, you don't have to tell me anymore. So then I, wanted <clears throat> I was settled in my spirit because even though we are uh, going through and operating and, and everyday uh, activities of life, uh, <clears throat> these, we got to know how to navigate, how to plot our course, how to plan our, our path so that we will be able to get through the storms of life. Now, notice I said through, not in. That's a big difference. That's a difference between being in a storm getting through a storm most people kind of hang out in the storm but according to the promises of god we will go through the storm amen now the first place we want to go to before we begin to give you some indicators that we need to look for uh in the during the times of the storms of life we want to go to the book of isaiah chapter number forty three Isaiah chapter number forty-three. <clears throat> These are some things that we need to remember. We need to remember the promises of God when we are going through a storm. To go through does not mean it doesn't. It means that you're not going to continuously be there. You're just passing. It's just a pathway. You, your continual movement. You're going through. And so when we are going through, we have to remember the promises that's in the word of God. Not what man says, but we want to remember what God says. Now, Isaiah chapter 43, God bless your word. We thank you, Lord God, because it's already been sanctified. Move me far from this place. Allow your Holy Spirit that lies within me to speak your word and declare it in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, Isaiah chapter number 43. Looking at verse number one, it says, but now thus saith the Lord that created thee, O Jacob, and he that formed thee, O Israel. The first instructions that is given here, it says, fear not. The Lord says, he's speaking because we are, we are Israel. We have to understand who we are. The first thing he says to us is we do not need to fear. When we're going through a storm, we need to understand that there are some promises from God. And the first thing he says to us is to not fear. He says, do not fear. He said, fear not. He says, for I have redeemed thee. I have called thee by thy name. Thou art mine. So what we need to remember now as we go through the storms of life, we have to remember that God knows our name. <laughs> Ain't that awesome? He knows he he does not get me confused with anybody else, okay? He knows my name. He knows my name. And then he also let me know that I'm his. So we have to remember that God know my name. No matter how many billions of people that's in the universe, God knows each one of our names individually. So that's one of the promises that we have to remember. And then the next thing he says in verse number 2. Here we go. Verse number 2, Isaiah chapter 43. He says, when thou passest, what's that next word? Through the waters. I will be with thee. And through the rivers, they shall not overflow thee. When thou walkest through the fire, thou shalt not be burned, neither shall the, the flame kindle upon thee. So we have to understand, you know, God is saying to us as we are going through, he said, I'm with you. He said, when you... Passes with it. Passes. P a s s e s t. That means a progressive motion. When you pass it through the waters, okay. And and even if it appears that they will be, you will be overtaken by the rivers. It's the word of God says they will not overflow thee. So you're going to pass through whatever storm you're in. God says you are going to pass through it. Amen? Can I get an amen? Anybody been going through storms here lately? Amen? God said, you're going to pass through that thing. You're not going to remain in it. You're going to pass through it. That's a promise. Whenever you're going through the storms of life, God says, remember the promises that he has made to us. Amen? Now, he said, no matter what you're going, going through, even though it may feel like we're being overtaken or taken under, he says those waters, those rivers will not overflow. In other words, they, we will not be covered up in sorrow. Amen? That's the promises of God. We will not be overcome with, uh, over covered with the, uh, the sorrow that storms may bring. Amen? That won't happen. That's a promise. Amen? Can, can we receive the promises of God? And then he says now, sometimes the, the things increase, okay? Sometimes the, 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 the strength of, of a storm may intensify. And that's when he says, when thou walkest through the fire. In other words, walking means progression. <laughs> that means you're, you're going through it, right? And he says, when you walketh through that intense uh, trial that you're facing, he says, ye shall not even be burned. I mean, in other words, you won't even smell like what you went through. Thank you, Holy Spirit. You won't even smell like what you went through. If you went through the fire and, and, and people, you know how it is when you go in an environment where there's a whole lot of smoking going on, and when you come out this next night, you got it all up in your clothes. Well, God said, listen, when you go through all of that, He said, you won't even be smelling like that. Yeah, because of the promises of God. And then he said, all these flames, they will not even come near you. They will not come near you. Remember, you're going to navigate through the storms of life. Now, some of the things that God gave me about how to navigate, how do I plot? How do I plan my way when I'm going through the storms of life? The first thing he says, let go of the things that are weighing you down. Let go of the things that are weighing you down. I, I, I remember the story of, about Jonah when, when Jonah didn't want to do what God had instructed him to do. And, and so uh, uh, they was caught up in, in a tempest. They was on this ship, and, and things were just going crazy. And they did not know what to do. So what they did was they began to throw things overboard. So those things that's in our life, as we are going through the storms of life, God said, get rid of them. Let go. Anybody got some stuff <laughs> that's in your life you, you don't need to have and it's weighing you down? He said, let, let go of that. He said, throw that away. And see, sometimes not only are there materialistic things that need to be thrown away, but in the, in the book of Jonah, it came to a point that even the, when the things were so bad, They said to to Jonah, as they began to question everyone about why the sea was acting up the way it was, and Jonah told them, he said, what you need to do is just throw me overboard. Now, and when they threw him overboard, then, then what happened was the sea became calm. Now, God says not only do we have to let go of things that weigh us down, but he also says this is what we need to do. He says we need to throw some people overboard that's in our life as we're going through the storm. Okay? I got one hand that says amen. Amen. Sometimes you got people that weigh you down. Okay? And, and they need to be thrown overboard while you're going through your storm. You don't need negativity when you're going through a storm. You don't need that. You need to surround yourself with positive people. Positive people. And then he says, uh, in, in the process of navigating through the storms of life, he says, believe in God's love for you. You've got to believe in God's love for you. No, sometimes people think that, okay, I'm going through this situation. God must not, must not love me. must be something I've done that calls on. No, no, that's not God. We have to believe as we're going through the process, we have to remember God loves us with an everlasting love, an everlasting love. And the next thing he says, he says, understand that, watch this. He said, understand that pain has a process, or is, has a process, and is a process, and that it is going to take place. High. pain. Pain now has a process, and it is going to take time. How many folk been in pain want that pain immediately to go? You just want it, to go, you want it gone, but it's a process. Cause see, you're going through, you're going through, and you're gonna come out over on the other side. But pain does teach us something, amen. Pain will teach us some things, amen. So we get to understand that it's a process and it's going to take time. And surround yourself, he says, with positive people. Surround yourself with positive people. If they're negative, you don't need them. But he says, while you're going through the storms of life, make sure your inner circle is positive people. You, th- that's very important. And then he says, the main ingredients that we want to have. When we're navigating through the storms of life is knowing that Jesus is the ultimate navigator of the storm. Ah, Jesus is the ultimate navigator through the storm. See, you don't have to worry. Sometimes we think, okay, we, we, we got to drive this ship. We, we got to do this ourselves. But no, God said, no. He said, turn the rings over to me. He says, I'm the one that made the sea. I'm the one that allowed the trials and the tribulation and, and the storms of life to come into your life. He said, what you want to do is turn it all over to him. And see, when you turn it over to, to, to Jesus, then things become that more and more easier. Because see, then you're focusing on what, what God is saying and not what man is saying. And something else that my first indicator—I'm going to tell you my first indicator. My first, my first uh, indicator. Someone t- when when it was spoken to me that I was making sure that this was the correct word for for the house and for those that are listening. Now, I heard it say that when when you're in a storm, if if you, I don't know if, how many of you ever been on an airplane, and you get, of course you got the little windows, and you and you hit this this this, this these air pockets, and next thing you know, the the plane is shaking and carrying on. And and what the pilot does, he goes, he rides above the the clouds. He goes up above the storm, and there's peace there. God said, one thing we do not need to do as we are going through the storm, he said, we do not need to look outside of ourselves or look outside of the window and watching what's going on with the storm. Now, I I have a camera inside of my house, and the other day it was thundering and lightning. Oh, it scared me to death. It was rumbling. And I kept watching that monitor, and I could see that lightning just flashing. I was like, oh, God, we're going to die. You know. But, but the Lord says, do not look outside. Don't look out at the window to see what's going on. He said, but keep your eyes on the dial that's within the system. In other words, keep your eyes on God. <laughs> that's what he said, keep your eyes on God. If we can keep our eyes on God, then we won't have a fear of that storm. So finally, I just rolled over and I said, okay, I don't want to see no more. Amen. So, so we have to understand Jesus is the, the navigator. And by him being the navigator and all power is in his hands, we don't have to worry about anything because he's got it all under control. So the next thing now we're going to look at uh, going to the book of Acts. And what we're, we're going to look at, how do we know, how can we search out things when we are going, or some indicators, when we're going through the storms of life, okay? Let's go to the book of Acts, chapter number 27. The book of Acts, chapter number 27. We'll look at some some indicators here when you're going through the storm. Now, in chapter number 27, when we come down to the natural, uh, Paul, and his name means to be restrained by the word. Here he is, he's He's, he's a man being used by God, but God tells him that he has a mission, he has a purpose, but he has to go through these storms of life before he reaches his destination. And, and therefore, a, a, as he is aboarding this ship, and many things are happening, but he has to learn, or the people on the ship has to learn as well how to navigate through the storms of life. Now, verse number seven in Acts chapter number 27, it says, verse number seven, because now that they have set sail. How many of us know that from the, from the moment of birth, we, we set sail? We set sail at the moment of birth. We, have a, we do not reach our destination to after death. But in, in the beginning, in the beginning of our, our, our birth, when we, when we come forth our mother's womb, we began our journey. We may not understand it, but we began our journey at, at the moment of birth. Amen? Calling life. Now, verse 7 says, now he, here's the first indicator when you're, in, when you're trying to navigate through the storms of life. It says, and when we had sailed slowly, many days. And scarce was come over against Nidus, the wind not suffering us, we sailed under Crete over against Salam. The first indicator is the, 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 the winds. The, the, it's, it's almost like no matter how hard you try to go forth, there is an opposition. Thank you, Holy Spirit. There is an opposition that's holding us back. First indicator when you're going through the storms of life. It feels like that the opposition is so great against us when we're going through the storms of life. It, and then it says that when that happens, it says that the wind not suffering them to allow them to sail. Now, that word creep, ironically, there means flesh. Whenever there is great opposition against us, when we're trying to move forward, God says the first thing that we will do is what the word creep means. It means flesh. We will begin to operate in our flesh. We will begin to follow our flesh. How many, how many followed your flesh when you began with opposition that came up against you? You start following your flesh, you know, listening to what your flesh is saying. And so that's an indicator that you have to make sure you, you, you're navigating correctly because you, you only, not only are you hearing the promises of God, but you also have to hear the voice of God because not only does God's voice speaks, but our flesh speaks to us too. <laughs> Anybody's flesh been speaking to them lately? <laughs> the, our flesh will speak to us. So, so then he says that when, when the flesh speaks, it says it's over against salam. So in other words, when the flesh speaks and get us to follow it, it's operating or working against that word salaam. That word salaam that, that means peace. So when, our, when we're in operation of our flesh, it, it causes our, our our peace to be disrupted. And that's one thing we do not want to happen when we are going through the storms of life, that is to have our peace disrupted. Because, see, when we got our peace disrupted, we can't even think clearly. We're, we're following the flesh. We're operating in the flesh, and we can't recognize the voice of God when he speaks. Amen? We don't recognize the voice of God when he speaks. Now, verse number 8 says, And hardly passing... We're in Acts chapter number 27. And hardly passing it, we, they came unto a place which is called the fair haven. Now whereunto was the city of La Lassie. Lassie means a place of faint, a place of weary. Now, when we're passing through the storms of life, sometimes we do get weary. We, we get faint. Sometimes we even want to give up. I don't know who in the house here or who is online listening is at a point of warning to give up. But God says, no, now is not the time to give up. Amen. Now is not the time to give up because, see, that's your flesh speaking. That's not your spirit. Because your flesh will tell you, oh, you're tired, you you you're weary. It, 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 it's no need. You know why you keep on going through this? Just just and sometimes you, the flesh will even tell you to commit suicide. Amen. It will tell you, you know, your, your life is not worth it. It's not worth you going all through this. Just just, just end it all. See, you, that's how you know that's flesh talking. Because God will not ever tell you or God will never destroy his creation that he has made. Amen. God God will not do that. God will not do that. Now, watch this in in verse number 9. Okay. Verse number 9 in Acts chapter uh, 27, it says, Now when much time was spent and when sailing was now dangerous because the fast was now already passed, Paul admonished them. And verse 10 says, And he said unto them, Sirs, I perceive that this voyage will be with hurt and much damage, not only of the landing and the ship, but also of our lives. And then verse 11 says, Nevertheless, the centurion believed the master and the owner of the ship more than those things which were spoken by Paul. Now, the next indicator is this. You have to be ready to be able to hear the voice of wisdom. You got to listen. When you're going through the storms of life, you have to be able to listen for the voice of God. Because, see, the Bible says here, after a, a long absence, sometimes now, sometimes God gets silent on us. Sometimes he gets silent. But what, what Paul is saying here, he's, and the word Paul means uh, restrained by the word of God, he's saying now, he said, now listen, I, 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 wisdom is speaking. you know when wisdom is speaking. The first thing he does, he begins to tell them that it was dangerous and he had to reprimand them, okay? Uh, he, he had to begin to talk to them about what was going on. He said he had to abolish them. He, in other words, he had to give you a spanking. Okay. God will give you a spanking to wake you up. Amen. <laughs> yeah. Because see, sometimes we can be so drowned in our sorrow that we can't hear God. So what God does, He's, I got to give you a spanking. I got to reprimand you. I got to tell you, okay, you should listen. <laughs> That's what God is saying here. That's what Paul's saying. He says now, but he, he says now in verse nine, now when much time was spent, in other words, you're going through this process and navigating through the storms of life and God said, I'm just gonna sit back and I'm gonna wait and see how long they're gonna be crazy enough to continue to go that way. Amen. Because that's what God he's saying. He said, I'm gonna sit back, I'm gonna wait. I'm gonna wait and see how long they'll be willing to to go through what they're going through because see, because at first they don't listen. They don't listen. Paul says, now, I've got, got to admonish you. I've got to reprimand you. That's what God is saying to him. And then he says, he tells them what's going to happen. And he said unto them, verse 10, he says, sirs, I perceive, he has a perception as indicator that this voyage will be with hurt and much damage, not only to the, the lading which is the cargo, the ship, which is your vessel, but he says, but also of our lives.'" He said, if you continue to go the pathway that you're going, he said, what's going to happen is you're going to end up with some damage. You're going to end up with some hurt. You're going to lose some cargo. Amen. See, and now, what do you mean by, oh, my Holy Spirit, I heard you. Uh, he said, you're going to lose some cargo. Those cargo is those things that's essential that you need. It, it might be your health. It might be your materialistic things. It might be your car. It might be your house. You think about what cargo is, okay? He says some of these things you're gonna lose if you keep going down the path that you're going. And then he says, even it just might take your life. See, God will. He will stand still and he will be silent until he can get you to that point where you got to listen. And when he speaks, it makes your spirit shuttle. I mean, it, I mean it, 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 something happens on the inside. But then he goes on here. He goes on. He says, nevertheless, verse 11, nevertheless, the centurion believed the master and the owner of the ship more than those things that were spoken by Paul. Now, let me tell you something. Be careful who your inner circle is. If they're not speaking from this... <laughs> you don't want to hear them. Amen. If they're not speaking from the Word of God, you don't want to hear them. Because what happened was, even though God was speaking to them, and God was speaking to them through, through Paul, because he had been restrained by the Word of God, they believed the centurion, the owner of the ship. They believed something else. How many times have people have influenced our lives and caused us to go down the wrong road? And we follow it up in our flesh. Because see, flesh got a desire too. Our flesh desires things. So, so they, they, they believe someone else over the Word of God. How many of us are believing, believing over, uh, someone else over the Word of God? You know, something still disturbs me and I keep saying it over and over. I just can't understand why folk don't show up, whether they're driving up to the church or whether they're in the church. I, I, I don't understand it. And what really has gotten me is this. I, we, we we drove by and we saw a couple of churches and I saw one church that had for a few Sundays that, that was nobody there. And I, I was concerned because I knew them. And then today, this morning when we came in, in our journey of uh, 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 picking up people, that, that we saw this church and we saw calls there. And my heart leaped for joy because what's happening, a lot of churches are still shut down. I mean, they, they're not getting any word whatsoever. Now, you can try to... T- Fool yourself and say, well, I can study at the house. How, how many of us really do that? How many people diligently, faithfully sit down with the Word of God and study the Word of God and allow the Word to get into them at home? Some, sometime. God is not a sometime God. We got to do we, oh, Holy Spirit, do we not eat daily, physical food every day? Sometimes three times a day. But the one that feeds us spiritually that we need, we don't want to even pick it up. The one that that gives us the strength, that spiritual word, the the Bible, God's word, God's promises, this is God's mind on paper. God's mind on paper. This right here. This is God's mind on paper. He speaks to us through this word. But the very thing that we need that has all the promises, we don't want, we don't want to digest that. We don't want to eat from that table, but we'll go to that physical food in a heartbeat. Right? Come on, y'all can say Amen, because you know it's the truth. Amen. You know we you know we are we are a house of realness. Amen. <laughs> And we are people that, that believes in honesty. Amen. Cause the only way that we can be delivered is to accept the truth of God. It's okay to get a spanking from God as long as you're you'll mature and grow from it. But, but see, they believe someone, that's how we get food. If, if you, oh, if you can go to the bar and, and the governor says it's okay and you go to the bars, but you just can't go to the house of God. I don't understand that picture. And what we do not understand is the world is trying to shut down the only thing that has the antidote, which is Jesus Christ, to everything that's going on. If he can shut down the churches, he can shut down every leader, shut down every preacher, anybody releasing the word of God, then the world is lost, and so is the church. Think. Of, I keep saying, think about it. I mean, just, just, just eat, amen, the, the spirit of word of God. Because the majority of, 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 of the, the churches are sitting at home, majority. And some say, well, well, you know, we tried and we ended up with coronavirus. Well, you need to check out where you've been going or who you've been involved with, amen, amen. that they will help you understand how you got corona. Amen. Can we be real in the house? Amen. Because they don't walk by itself. It's it's a carrier, okay? He needs somebody to carry. It. Just like Satan. Satan needs somebody to, to carry. It. Satan needs somebody to carry him. He's Satan, he he's looking for a body. He's looking for a body. And if you are available, he will live up in you. He he's looking for a body. Amen. He is looking for he's looking to live for free. Up in you, up in me, if we align with. And if we, oh, Holy Spirit, if we have a dry well, I mean, that's where he want to go. If we dry, he want to go up in you. He want to go up in me. No, we got to eat. We got to eat from the Word of God. So, So here it is. They do not believe the man of God when the man of God is speaking. They don't believe him. Okay, watch what happens when we fail to believe what God is speaking or what He says in, in His Word. Now, let's look at verse number 13. Verse number 13. Remember now, you got to be careful following your flesh because your flesh will deceive you. Now, verse 13 says, And when the south wind blew softly, what's that next word? Supposingly, huh? Supposingly that they had obtained their purpose. Loosen vents; they say, are close by creep. In other words, when it, when it appeared to be like, okay, everything is okay, and you, uh, flesh is saying, oh, you, you, it's okay, come on, come on, it's all right. You, you say, come on, now, let me lead you. See, that's the, the next indicator when, we, when we're navigating through the storm of life, we've got to look for and watch out for the spirit of deception. Because Satan is waiting to deceive all of us. See, here the, the, that word says in, in at 13, he says, And when the south wind blew softly, supposing that they had obtained their purpose, he'll make you think you've got it going on. That, that's how he operates. I don't know what people got this. Pitchfork and two horns from I, I I don't get that, but that's not how the man operates. He's a spirit, you know, and he's got to have a body. He he has to have a, have a body, so he makes you think, okay, this is real. This is the right way. This is what you want to do. Follow me. Let me lead you, letting you know that he'll lead you straight to hell, because see that's his home, <laughs> and he and he don't want nobody. Uh, he don't want to be down there by himself. Okay. He, he he wants some other folk to go with him. You know, he, he gets lonely. That's why he be, he going from place to place, knocking on doors and saying, Can I come in? Can I come in? I got something for you. Can I can I come in? But you got to understand now, he he he's a trickster. He he's a he's a corner. He he knows how to operate. He knows what will satisfy our flesh. Don't think he's stupid. He knows. Now, if he being Satan up there with God, can trick the third of the angels and pull, take his step, pull them with him, that means that man 's got some persuasive power. that spirit gets some influence. We have to be careful now when we, when we follow our flesh. Now, verse number fourteen says, "But not long." After there rose against a tempest wind, call you done, A violent wind. Just at the point you think you got it going on, boomerang. Here come the most worst storm ever in your life, in the storms of life. But you got to remember the promises of God. You're going through it, you're not going to remain in it. You're going through it. You may have some, some losses. But you go also have a gain on the other side. You're going to have some gain on the other side. Now, verse uh, uh, 15 says, And when the ship was caught and could not bear up into the wind, we let her drive. We let her drive. It begins to intensify. In other words, when, when it seems like it's pretty rough, let go. <laughs> let go. And and as as one organization say, let go and let God. Amen. Let go and let God. Let go and let God. Because when you allow God to do it, then God knows how to navigate. He is the master navigator. So take your hands off the... Ooh, who got their hands on the steering wheel? God said, take your hands off the steering wheel and let me drive, he said. Let me drive you through this storm because, see, you don't even know uh, uh, about the seas and the rivers and the storms and, and the hurricanes and how everything, and all of a sudden, you know, from out of nowhere, our uh, uh, hurricanes comes up out of the water next thing you know, it has a pathway to travel. He said, you do not know how to, how to navigate around that. You don't even know the course, he says. He said, I know how to get around all of that because I made it all. He 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 said, I made it all. He said, so take your hands off the stirring wheel, Brenda. Amen. Amen. Take your hands off the stirring wheel, he says. And then he says, let go. Let go and let me have control. Anybody still holding on this little piece? I, I, no, God, I can't give you this. I, I just want to hold on to this little piece right here. That's the very thing that will kill you. That little piece. It doesn't have to be something big, something large. That little tiny, that little tiny sin. All the enemy needs is an open door. Better yet, he don't even need a door. He needs a crack. He's a spirit. He can move. He can move. He's a spirit. He can can go anywhere he want to. If he can set up in your mind and get free rent, he can move, baby. He can move. Hey, I... He is the most cunning rascal, but when you got God's mind on paper in your spirit, in your body, he can't fool you because he is a trickster. He's a trickster now. You got, you got to let go. Now, the next thing is in verse number 18. We got to hurry on. Verse 18 in, in Acts 27 says, And we, being exceedingly tossed with a tempest, the next day they lighten the ship. Hmm. What are they were really going through? Anybody been really going through lately? See, so the next day they had to lighten the ship. In other words, they had to get rid of some stuff. All those things operate in our mind. God you got to get rid of that stuff. Pain, suffering, heart, uh, depression you know, anxiety, frustrations, you know, all those different things that keep your mind messed up that you cannot hear the voice of God or see the voice of God operating in his promises. Then he says they, 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 they have to lighten the ship. See, you're the ship. You're the vessel. See, those things that's in you, you've you got to get rid of those things. You, got to get rid, you can't be like me. Okay, I'm a diabetic, and uh, certain things I'm not supposed to have. Okay? One of those main things, my pet peeve is ice cream. And I know I ain't got no business with it, but why do I run right down to that store and buy it? Oh, I'm going to buy it for Dr. Manley. That's a lie straight from hell. (laughs) He doesn't have diabetes. I'm the one with the diabetes, not him. So what? what do I do? Oh, yeah, I'm going to get, I'm gonna get, the, I'm gonna get the, the kind he likes. Uh, you tell yourself, I'm going to get that little, little, little box for me. But then when you see that little box, and then you pass by that bigger box, and, and it's on sale too, and that's your flavor. Okay, I got it. I'm walking out the store with it. Amen. Can I be real in the house? Amen. Amen. I can be real now. And next thing I know, I'm eating ice cream every day. And wondering, no, I ain't feeling guilty. I'm checking my sugar twice a day, and you know what? Knowing my numbers is going to be high, I'm still in the refrigerator getting that ice cream. Now, what's wrong? What's wrong with that picture? I'm following my flesh. And come on, y'all got some pet peeves too. Come on. It may not be ice cream, but it could be somewhere else. Amen. Amen. So we, get, we see, it's easy to look in somebody else's window. We don't like to look at our own cell. We don't want to look at our own house because see, when we look at our own house, we don't like what we see. So what we like to do, we go look at somebody else's house and talk about what they do. Amen. Can I get amen in the house? Lights. Amen. So that's how we do. But but the thing is now, it's, it's getting rough. We're sailing now. We're navigating through the storms of life, and it's getting rough, and we've got to throw those things overboard. Now, verse 19 in Acts 27 says, And the third day we cast out with our own hands... The tackling of the ship, they just, they just threw off everything as they were trying to navigate through this storm. Because, you see, what happens, the storm has intensified. Now, understand now, it's not just going to be a bed of roses when you're going through the storm. The storms of life will intensify. It It will intensify. But you still have to remember the promises of God. You're going to go through it. Can somebody say, through it? Amen. You're not going to be in it and forever. You're going to go through it. Amen. Pain is a process. And nobody likes pain. Amen. Nobody likes pain. Now, watch the last indicator. All right. Now, verse number 26, it says, And when neither sun nor stars in many days appeared, and no small tempest lay on us, all hope that we should be saved, was then taken away. Remember this. Two things to remember. Remember the promises of God. Because there's some dark days that's coming. When you're navigating through, through the storms of life, there will be dark days that will show up in your storm. Dark days. When you think you ain't going to make it. Amen. You're you like, you, you allow your mind to go crazy on you. But he says now, he says, when it appeared, he says, in many days, he says, and when neither sun nor stars in many days, and no small, small tempest lay on us, all hope that we should be saved was then taken on. Sometimes when you're going through your dark days, your hope leaves. It will leave. But you've got to remember the promises of God. <laughs> you have to remember the promises of God. But watch, watch wisdom. Watch the voice of wisdom. That's why it's so important to hear the word of God. It says in verse twenty one, it says, But after a long astis that silence again, Paul stood forth in the midst of them and said, Sirs, ye should have what? Hearkened unto me. I mean you should have listened unto me and not have loose from creed. In other words, you should have not followed your flesh. You should listen to me, okay? Because see that you've experienced some things that you didn't have to experience because we were following our flesh, and then he had to recommend, he had to uh, reprimand them again. Verse twenty-two says, "And now I exhort you to be of good cheer." Now where you have good cheer and you got dog days, ha. he said, "Be of good cheer, for there shall be no loss of any man's life among you." but of the ship. See, there's some consequences that come with falling out flesh. But he's also saying, be of good cheer. God said, be of good cheer. I have overcome thee. You know, I've overcome the world. And then 23 says, for there stood, now here's his evidence, for there stood by me this night the angel of God, whose I am and whom I serve. And verse 24 says, saying, Fear not, Paul. Once again, God emphasizes, do not fear. Even though you've got some dark days, God says, do not fear. And then he says, thou must be brought before Caesar, and, lo, God has given thee all of them that say, there will be no losses. I think Dr. has said that many times over. Even though we're going through the coronavirus, there will be no losses. There will be no losses. (laughs) Whatever you lose is something you don't need. Oh, I hear that, Holy Spirit. If you lose something, it's because of something you don't need. Amen. But God says be of good cheer because he says no, no lives won't be lost. In other words, you, you're not going to die. Huh. He said no lives will be lost amongst ship. And then he goes on to say that he talks about in verse 24, he tells him now that he has a destiny that he has to meet. See, in the very beginning, God speaks to Paul and let him know that he had to go to Rome, that he had to be a witness uh, to the Gentiles. And so, as he begins to, sp- God speaks to him and tells him what his destination is and what his plans for his life is. God let him know, even though I've got, I have things destined in your life for you, you're gonna have to go through some storms. Why? Because the enemy do not want you to reach your destiny. And, and at the end of your destiny, where God is assigning and placing you to be, are people whose lives need to hear the word of God that God has implanted in each one of you. See, God, God has a word implanted in the body of Christ. And see, our, oh, our destiny is, is reaching the world. We have a slogan here at the House of Destiny, reaching, uh, uh, once, reaching the world one soul at a time. See, if you reach one soul... One soul. The angels in heaven are rejoicing over that one soul. That's why we're supposed to be so excited when somebody accepts Jesus Christ. Because we're supposed to be excited. I mean, you just turn their life that's destined for hell. and, And that is powerful. He says, every one of you, God has a plan for your life. He has a plan for your life. You may not see it because you're going through so much stuff, but God says, you're, gonna, you're going to get to your destiny that I have assigned for your life. There are some people <laughs> that's been a, wait, waiting. He used to say this all the time. They, God showed me in, in a thing that people were lined up at the door waiting to come into this house. They were waiting. They, that we had a word that was an antidote. I mean, it, it, understand something. If you're embedded in the Word of God, Every antidote that the world needs, you got it. And one of those antidotes, you know, God says uh, a while back that we need was praise. See, when you're going through a storm, you need to praise your way through it. Praise your way. You, why? Because you're focusing on the promises of God and, and not the negativity that the enemy going to bring. See, that's his job. He's only doing his job. But when we focus on the promises, of God, I'm going to take you through this. He said, when it intensifies as you're walking through it, he said, you ain't gonna be burned. You just keep on walking. Keep on walking. Keep on moving. Do not, ooh, Holy Spirit. Do not get stuck. Don't get stuck. Keep on walking. Keep on walking. Keep on praising him. You know, I, I looked at the young people this morning and, 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 and little Mary, I, I keep calling her little Mary. She ain't no little Mary no more. But, I mean, she was just a waving her hand, praising the Lord while she was singing. I mean, praising God. Keep, even though there's situations and circumstances in, in, the, in all of our lives and even in her life, she's praising God. We need to praise God. And this, I don't care what the situation may be. We need to praise God. That is your antidote. Is praise. Praise will drive out and drive off every demon in hell. Praise will do that. Praise God. Please praise Him. And and then the last thing he Paul says to them, he says now, verse twenty six, he says, howbeit we must be cast upon a certain island. This is the last thing, last verse here, verse thirty one. Verse 31 says this, Paul said to the centurion and to the soldiers, the one they followed, they got them in that mess, okay? He says, except these abide in the ship, ye cannot be saved. Unless, uh, except you stay with Jesus Christ, you won't be saved. You've got to stay with God. You've got to stay in fellowship. You weaken our strength from one another. God, he says, don't forget to assemble yourselves together, as so many have already done. Who would ever thought that scripture would be fulfilling itself now? But he is saying to us, he says, now listen, stay in the ships. Stay with God. Follow the promises of God. Stay with God. Do you want to be saved? Because the Bible says, he that endueth to the end, the same shall be saved. You can't, get, you can't do it today and it's whatever you want to do. Oh, He said, you better stay in the ship. You better stay in the body of Christ. Stay with God. I don't care what nobody is doing. That ain't not your business. You worry about you. I got to worry about me. Why? Because I'm trying to make an end. Now, if you don't make it in, that's your choice. But as for me, when I said, and then what, what the, uh, uh, he says, as far as me and my house, we're gonna serve the Lord. I'm saying, as far as me and my house, this is my house right here. I'm gonna serve God, cause I plan on enduring to the end. Enduring. I got to navigate. I understand that storms of life gonna come, but I also believe the promises of God. Stay in the ship. Don't don't bail out. Don't jump out the ship. Don't follow. Mm-mm, 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 mm-mm. They will lead you straight to hell. Amen. Let's give God a hand clap of praise for His word. Amen. 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 We just thanking.